0: Let's get to presents. Go, go Astros, go, go Astros a focus on H town hardball
1: and welcome to go, go Astros. I'm your host, James Christopher, and the Astros have done it. Their backs were against the wall. And as we've seen with this team over the last three to four to five years, what they do when their backs against the wall is they respond. And so they did respond yesterday and, you know, it was a weird series in the in Atlanta. And I don't think those guys would make excuses, but I do wonder if getting the routine thrown off, not taking BP on the field, therefore not getting to see, you know, how the ball looks coming out of the pitcher's hand before you're in game action, who knows if that affected timing or whatnot. It does seem weird to have had an entire team slump over two games uh, in which only two runs were scored. And it's of course, frustrating when had you scored, two runs in any of those games, the end result would have been different, but this is where we are. Um, And if you, you know, the rule is Atlanta did their job. They split in Houston and Houston did their job by forcing it back to Houston in middle games. And so, you know, hopefully the Astros can stay hot. Hopefully that they will um, continue to just hit the ball. And they've already seen Max freed once they did hit him. So hopefully uh, they'll force a game seven where anything can happen. Now, the thing is, I'm going to talk about the Tomahawk Chop, and it's funny to me how um, how that subject kind of plays for me because I kind of didn't think it would be something that I would have any interest at all in talking about. And the fact is, it's something I really thought about. We haven't played the Braves in forever. Um, when they used to play them regularly, I was a younger man who didn't really concern himself with such things as what the chop sort of represented and looked like. And I don't know, it hit different. And the other thing, too, with the series is, is I haven't really listened to the TV broadcast at all. I haven't listened to the TV broadcast at all this playoffs. I get my laptop out, and I sync up Robert and Steve, and I'm about three pitches behind, but here I go down the road. And so I didn't hear it until late in game four when Jessica and I were out in San Antonio doing some Halloween stuff, actually, I guess that would have been game three. You guys, the chop is gross and it needs to go away. And I tweeted something about it and people were, um, positive in in the public sphere about it. And then, kind of going after me in dms and and one guy said listen like uh you know he brought up that he was half native and that's fine and obviously it's not an experience i have um but just because you're a thing and you're not offended by a thing or you know handful of people who identify the same way who are also not offended doesn't make the thing not offensive and i just i don't know that they should change the name right like I don't know that the Cleveland Indians should have changed it. And I know they did it by, they were, they did it sort of willingly and they weren't really put any political pressure. Uh, I do think that there is a scale. Um, and, you know, I think the Washington Redskins red is mathematically racist, right? Like it's literally a slur about the color of their skin. And we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't have a football team named after African Americans that reference their black skin. We wouldn't have um, a, a mascot referencing, you know, Latino, Latinx, Tejano uh, populations representing their black, their brown skin. So why would we do it with red skin? Right. Um, And then there's also examples that I'm sorry, but I do sort of, that I do agree with. I think about uh, the Spokane Indians and how that tribe works with that team to um, specifically design branding and design the look, and they were part of all of it. And then I think we see what Florida state happens with Seminole nation. The problem is that the Atlanta Braves have sort of said that there are these organizations that matter. And then none of that's dubious or all of that's dubious, excuse me. None of it really adds up. And it seems to me that when you have a team called the Braves, and then you have a bunch of white people doing the chop, it's a bad look and I, it's offensive. It's gross. And you know, I, again, I, I just hope that they move past it. Um, you know, the the team does encourage it for as much as they want to say that they don't. Uh, it does, it is It is just a, it's something that really shouldn't exist in 2021. And I know that, you know, people have thoughts of cancel culture and slippery slopes and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I think we're all, we all should be striving to be at least smart people who can acknowledge the fact that there are, not everything is the same, not everything is a monolith and that some things should be judged differently than other things. And so I think in this particular case, the chop, which you're essentially mocking native cultures with the, the, the OOO thing, the, the, the chanting part is offensive and, and it's, it's going to be offensive to more people than it's not. And holding up a couple of, of people of that um nationality and and that heritage to say it's not racist is the same thing as saying i can tell racist jokes because i have three black friends it's and you can't do that so you know hopefully um we move past it Uh, this is not an indictment on braves um players not an indictment on braves fans it's not even an indictment on braves fans who still want the chop i think um it's just something that we should probably have a more honest conversation about than what we've had. This series has been fun. I've said it over and over again. It's been really cool to um, interact with so many Braves fans that are, seem to be really cool people and are enjoying it. And I said the other day that the the hallmark of this, of this, um, this series has been a bunch of people calling us cheaters, a bunch of people calling them racists really because it's 28 fan bases that feel like they should be there. And really it's three fan bases that always feel entitled to be there because major league baseball makes them feel that way. So, you know, the Astros fans, we have a game left that we know about. Uh, I'm confident in tomorrow night. I think that we will uh, come out and I think we'll keep swinging the bat. I think that home field is going to play. Listen, if you're one of those people at minute may park and you've got corporate tickets and you're going to, to the world series, uh, game six because you think it would be cool and neat. Don't go. Give that ticket to some Astros fan who's been there for every single regular season game and has been hanging on every pitch. Have them go because they can affect that game and they can win the and they can be a big part of this team winning another World Series. Yeah. And now on, let's get to your favorite full-time curmudgeon, unless there's an episode of Ted Lasso on Andy Tom Chesson. And we're back here on Go! Go! Astros jumping on with Andy Tom Chesson. Andy, first of all, um, before we get into last night's game, let's talk about another exciting game. Just real quick, four years ago today, the Astros win their first World Series. By the way, still your 2017 World Series champions. Uh, Just take me back to that day for you. What was it like? what do you remember? Do you remember anything?
0: Um, I remember hiding because at some point I realized after we had, you know, I watched the first several innings straight on. And then I get really, really weird about my superstitions and what I can and can't do during a game when we're winning, especially if it's important. So I had to watch any I could watch anytime we were hitting because you can't lose runs when you're hitting in baseball, which is one of the nice things. Not like we football. are the
1: same person.
0: Um, But when we were pitching, I had to stand in the kitchen and watch through a mirror on the wall what was happening. (laughs) Because I wasn't going to trust the game day app and I could hear the noise and the game day app would have been too slow at that point. So it was a whole thing. Um, I also remember because my son, uh, who is not a sports, he's very much a sports ball guy, doesn't really pay attention to the sports, um, stuck his head out during the ninth inning to try to watch the game and said no you've watched no innings you can watch no more go to your room so I did not let him watch I think I let him watch the very last um ground ball to Altuve on the Guriel. I I let him come out for that there'll there'll be no innings for you you watch zero innings innings. there are no innings if you don't put in the work you put in the work early even if it's through a mirror from your kitchen
1: (laughs) It's funny. Like, uh, I'm still that way with us pitching. You're exactly right. Nothing bad can happen when you're hitting, just not good stuff right. can happen. And, right. um, and so when we're what like particularly playoff baseball, the hitting is on TV, knowing I'm streaming and I'm behind pitching. It is the TV, but the game day app is up and I can go like, okay, I can keep watching nothing bad happens. Like
0: that. I, I find myself even if I'm not watching the game day app even now, um, staring at my phone. And if no alert comes, that means nothing happened. No runs scored. If no alert came,
1: (laughs) there you go. You see, we're so, we're so weird. Um, It's interesting because, you know, I was thinking about this, you know um, we both believe that there will be not much of if any season next year, Um, which means we'll miss basically a year of celebrating the fifth anniversary of the world series, which I think the Astros would have done. Um, But Alas, it probably won't happen.
0: Yep, um, it's it's going to be disappointing, and you know, certainly I'm projecting, but it, it is it is projecting to be a disappointing and dark off season and in a, a long one. I'm not necessarily to the point of giving up on having a baseball season next year, but I don't see any way with the rumblings coming out of the Major League Baseball front office and the wording they're starting to use on things that there's not going to be a prolonged labor stoppage or lockout or whatever you want to call it. And I don't see any way that there's going to be a full 162 played next year. I just don't. Um, I think the issues between the two sides are too deep and too contentious. Um, And there is, seems to be a lot of will amongst the owners to break the unions, probably the wrong term to use in 2021. But I, I, that, that's what they're trying to do. They're certainly yeah. trying to splinter it and they've been trying to splinter it for the last five years.
1: Uh, I think, and obviously, we're going to talk a lot about this on our new show that launches after the World Series. But yeah, I think um, you could even look at how they handled the Astros as a way of trying to divide the union. I think the sticky stuff thing was a way of dividing the union. I think everything that they've done has been going after the union. So yeah, it's going to be dark and we might not get, you know, that sort of five-year celebration. It also means we might not get a celebration of the world series that we are now within spit and distance of winning. Uh, talk to me about last night. What were your first thoughts when the grand slam went over the
0: wall? You know, similar to the Boston series, and we have that recent frame of reference. I wasn't crushed when he hit that home run because it was in the first or second inning, at your first inning. Um, it was so early in the game. Um, and we immediately came back, so that you know that sure you don't want to see that happen, and you don't want to see Fromber struggle. That was the bigger takeaway for me was that Fromber walked two guys or one guy, and it was just uh, he very clearly didn't have his control. Right, and we know enough about Fromber Valdez is he's not a guy that starts off slow and gets better as the game's on. He's either good at the beginning or he's not good at all, um, and that's what happened again last night. He gave up the runs. The big thing for me is in the bottom of that. Inning or top of the next inning, we immediately came back and got two. Uh, this wasn't a Boston situation where we gave up a grand slam, got shut down, and then gave up another grand slam. Um, and it was all of a sudden eight to nothing or eight to one and then nine to two. And it, that that wasn't the situation. They immediately got back into the game. Um, and even Fromber settled down down a little bit he was still wild but he you know gave up um the other home run and got pulled after two and two and two thirds so i'm guessing if you in a worst case scenario we're in a game seven he would kind of be available to pitch again if you wanted him to but i can't imagine anybody you'd want to bring him into face so he's pretty much done for the series um but no last night was a I've said this was going to be a seven-game seven, series, seven game series. You did. You so did. you certainly don't want to be behind 3-1 or 3-2, but to go seven games, that that's at some point somebody's got to win three games and somebody's got to win four. So that's kind of still where I'm seeing things. Um, the big question on my mind is can the Astros win three games in a row? Um, certainly they can, but as they're currently constructed and as they're currently hitting the ball – can they? Because even well, last let's night. Let's talk about why they're ha- how they're
1: hitting the ball. Like, I mean, look, I, 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 so game two they score seven runs. Mm-hmm. Game five they score nine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Games two, well, games what? How does math work? Games three and four <laughs> they score a total of two. But the reality is, and and I know it's—I know that people don't want to look for an excuse, but I'm sorry. I think not getting able to take, being able to take BP and getting to see what the ball looks like coming out of a hand, absolutely affected the offense. I actually expect them to keep rolling at home.
0: Um, that—that I—that's a very true statement, and that's kind of where I was with the first two games in Atlanta. You don't get to take batting practice. You don't get to develop. Uh, a way to pick up the ball from whatever the batter's side, because one of the unique things about baseball, and one of the things I think we love, is every park's a little bit different, right? right? So the dimensions are what they are within the diamond, but in the outfield, it could be anything up to it, including a hill and a flagpole and live tigers, or you know whatever you have. Um,
1: definitely want live tigers. Definitely into that.
0: um Don't slide into second when the live tiger is covering. That's just a rule. <laughs> it's just true um it does require especially when you've got a bunch of guys who have not been in that when did Truist open yeah i mean it's relatively recently right
1: it's relatively recently i believe some of the 2017 guys did play in that series they played two games there in 2017 that was the sure. last time they but actually... that's
0: but that's literally what we're talking about four years ago a couple of the guys have hit there before yeah we don't have a lot of guys who spent a lot of time in that the national league other than zach grinky who by the way is batting 667 um, with a 1300 OPS, can I
1: MVP, MVP,
0: he is our leading better. Um, but that's, a, that's a huge deal. Um, and, and I think you, you get to a third game and we're still not hitting with any kind of power. The only two home runs that this team has, uh, are coming from Altuve who's just sitting dead pole right now. Um, so it, it's, we're making contact and that's one of the things this team does well is put balls in play. And last night they found a bunch of holes and that's how they scored runs. And when they scored seven runs um, in game two, that's how they found They're not a team that's crushing the ball right now. And you look at the guys who are your usual suspects for that Alvarez is hitting 063 for this series. Yeah. As hot as he was against Boston, he is that cold against Atlanta. Uh, Bregman, who has been moved down in the lineup, um, is batting like 111, 117. And that's after getting a double last night. Uh, Yeah, 111. And um, Tucker, uh, who is not bad by any means, hitting 333, but his slugging is 444. So he's barely slugging more than he's getting on base, uh, which isn't a great recipe for somebody who's supposed to be a power hitter. So we're, we're down in this series primarily because the Braves pitching has been better than our hitting. Um, I don't even think that our, you know, in, in the notorious, almost no hitter game, we pitched really, really well. Yeah. That was yeah. a two to nothing game or two to nothing game. That's how are you mad at Luis Garcia for anything that happened in that game? How are you mad at anybody that happened? I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, we didn't hit. If we scored Yeah. There's, years, and there's, there's of course
1: game. been hate thrown at Christian Javier. And that guy's been lots of light, lights out and he made two yeah. mistakes, but it was, that made it a three to two game. It yep. didn't make it a, seven to five game where you can now be upset. It was a three to two game.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, our, our, our bullpen has performed well and they've had to um, I'm guessing Oda Rizzi starting Tuesday night. I think is they're going
1: to start Garcia on short rest and then go to Oda Rizzi.
0: I mean, there, that's where we're at. And so our bullpen is going to have to continue to step up and the name of this show has never been more apt. The Astros are absolutely in a situation where they need to get to, um, that's the only way they win you they're going to have to figure out a way to win three in a row. And I, you know, we're in a situation where everything has to happen to win game six, all hands on deck for game six. And you hope you get to game seven and figure it out from there. Um, and you hope that Luis Garcia at home is going to be able to pull another piece of magic out of his hat and no hit a team for five innings. Um, but at least being competent and being in the game for five yeah. or six innings would go a really long way towards getting us to a game seven. If he's, if he gets the start um and that's kind of where we are it's just you hope everything goes right because we're not there's no margin for error at this point
1: yeah i really think um i'm 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 gonna live with the living with the idea that games three and four are really just an offensive aberration due to a lot of the things we talked about weather and whatnot i expect them to hit max freed again they hit him once already and i do think this is where playoff experience matters and i think that the Astros have actually been here before. They've First of all, they've won a game series seven in recent memory. Um, and I think, I, I don't think anything faces this team. I really do expect them to go out and play great tomorrow night and force game seven.
0: Well, I'm hoping the micro trend continues versus the macro trend. The macro trend is that home teams don't win World Series games. Um, and that's been going on for a few years now. Um, this year has been a little bit of an aberration in that, in that the Braves won two or three at home. Um, which hasn't been the case uh, for the uh, road team in this series to do. So I'm hoping the Astros can finally get to the point where they take care of business in Minute Maid Park. Um, I know 2017 will always be special, um, but it would be even better if you can actually win a world series in your home park in front of your home crowd. Uh, I think the city of Houston would actually just shut down for a few days. I mean, it's going to, if we make it to game seven and happen to win that, that's a Wednesday night. I don't foresee any actual work being done Thursday or Friday. And I don't mean like us right now, not at work, but, you know, working, but not at work. Um, I mean, just that, don't come in there. there there's no point in coming in. The roads are littered with abandoned cars. It's like a zombie movie, but everybody's happy.
1: I, I, I for one hope we see that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the chop just real quick. I talked about it in the opening you know, where, where do you sit on the tomahawk chop? Uh,
0: it, it's, you know, I speaking as a white man in 2021, um, I, I realize my opinion is not all that valuable in this situation, but it's gross, um, I guess, is the nicest way to put it. And, and I'm not somebody who is easily offended. Um, you know, we've talked offline about our love, love of Mel Brooks movies. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not something where I'm just aghast and horrified. And I have some friends that are aghast and horrified that this is still happening in 2021. My issues are a it's derivative because they stole it from Florida state, uh, who was a football powerhouse in the early nineties. The Braves had a miracle season in, I guess, 91 where they went from worst worst team in the league in 90 to a world series appearance against the twins in 91. And they stole it there. (laughs) <laughs> because, oh, we also have Indians or Native Americans as our mascot, so we'll do that. The difference for me now is that it's a very Georgia Atlanta thing where they're doing it to be obstinate versus actually listening to the conversation. I think Florida State still does it, but Florida State actively works with the Seminole Nation and has talked about ramifications and asked if, you know, is this okay for us to do? Can we continue? Can we use you as our symbol, you know, our mascot for our team? And that name is a place of honor. I'm not offended by the name Braves. I don't think it's necessarily has the racist connotations that Redskins does. Right. Um, but I feel like Atlanta has leaned into it because they're being told they shouldn't it's you know the same way that a lot of people have dealt with COVID uh, or vaccinations is well i know you're telling me it's a good thing to do so i'm not going to do it screw you i don't want to wear a mask but that's that's kind of what it is it's uh, people are telling us we can't do it and we're going to rally around this vaguely racist chant it just, it's it's just gross and it's not intimidating and i don't think anybody's lost a baseball game or uh, hung a pitch because they heard somebody going so it's just it, it's it's ridiculous that we still hold these things that we try to make important because well my father did it or my teenage yeah. son did it or it's just it's not worthy of the tradition or worthy of the effort that people are putting in trying to protect it or explain it away. And that includes Rob Manfred. Uh, The idea that he doesn't want to weigh into it because baseball is a regional sport is exactly what's wrong with baseball. He's the commissioner of baseball, not the commissioner of the New York region, not the commissioner of the American League region or the Northeast region. He's the commissioner of Major League Baseball. So that means he should have oversight as he continues to demonstrate in Houston, where he wants to open a roof. And ultimately... It's the same thing right i'm gonna do this because nobody's gonna yell at me i don't want to do that i don't want to talk about that because i don't want anybody criticizing me um and it's just it's it's weird um and i think it's further going into my personal belief that jim crane sold his soul a little bit during the sign scaling scandal to come out as unscathed as he personally did yeah um yeah. That he is basically signed on to be Rob Manford's bitch for his login man, Rob Manford's running baseball. Uh, whereas you know, the Braves ownership group probably doesn't have the same kind of agreement. So they can get away with what they want to get away with.
1: Yeah. And like I said before, I I I, I think both of you were not saying that that every Braves fan is a racist, none of that no. stuff. But just and I and I also don't necessarily think the name should change. I just feel like, well, I guess the name should change in the sense that. Look, you're the third city to be the Braves. Like, I would, I've always sort of think when you remove cities, you should change your name and build a new identity. But whatever,
0: perfect sense for Utah to have a team called the Jazz. What are you talking about? Totally about
1: You know what? You know what's funny? The worst part about LA traffic is getting around all the lakes and all the, the trolleys, lakes. the thousands of lakes that are in and the, the Los. Tro- you have to
0: dodge them. You got to <laughs> dodge those trolleys.
1: Got to dodge the trolleys when you're there. So, all right, all right. Last question, man. Then, so, so when we when we meet again. For the next episode you'll be on, which I think should be Thursday, are we having a, a – um, I'm sorry, when we meet Wednesday, excuse me, is it a sad conversation or is it a gets-get-ready-for-game-seven conversation?
0: I, I'm going to steer full into Ted Lasso, even though I may end up being disappointed. I, I've got my belief sign in my office, and I'm going I'm to slap it today. So I'm going I'm I'm to go with I believe that when we talk Wednesday, it'll be talking about getting ready for game seven.
1: All right, let's go, Strohs. Go Strohs.